Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. of talking points but the spoils were shared as Chucks and EK rescues a draw late on at Gillingham. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendez and joining me to the back at yesterday's one-all draw over at Priestfield against Gillingham. First up, uh, we've got Mr. Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? I mean, I said I was looking forward to the game just because of the international break, but it wasn't much fun, was it? But uh, <laughs> aside from that, I'm all right. Yeah, see, I, well, I think I'm one of the few people who thought, thought we did okay yesterday, but um, we'll come on to that discussion shortly. Also, uh, well, what's your views on it? Benji, how did you find the game yesterday? Uh, frustrating, but I take the point. Definitely times before where we I couldn't see us getting that level up, but we definitely showed a different kind of character to get it. So, yeah, not too bad. Hmm. Yeah, well, we'll uh, find out what everyone made of the game as we go through the show. So on tonight's show, like I said, we're going to hear the uh, highlights of the game uh, very shortly. We'll also hear some post-match uh, reaction from the Addicts boss, uh, Lee Bowyer. Uh, we'll hear from Abby Morgan as well later on. We'll also preview the game against Burton 
on Tuesday evening. We've got your tweets and emails to come to as well. So, Tom, just before we hear the highlights of yesterday's game, uh, so one all draw at Gillingham, a missed penalty, of course, by Connor Washington in the first half. Jill's got their penalty in the second half, uh, which they scored, and then uh, chooks an EK off the bench once again to find a leveller uh, late on. Uh, your overall views on it, just before we hear the highlights? Yeah, I kind of agree with Benji, really. Just disappointing. 5-0, a little bit kind of jokingly on, on Thursday, but I did think we would win the game and I thought we would win comfortably and I thought we had good spells of possession. I mean, we dominated possession, but a lot of that was played in, in our third and up to the halfway line. Unfortunately, I didn't didn't feel we really created enough chances for me um, and the chances when they did come, we obviously didn't take and the penalty being the, the biggest example of that. So... It had a real feel similar to the Northampton game, really, where it was difficult conditions. You could see the wind was playing a part against the difficult and the stubborn opposition. You know, we've struggled against Steve Evans' teams in the past, as as we all know. Um, just felt like being one of those days, really, and that's one of the tests that you're going to come up against in this league. Uh, and unfortunately, we didn't just didn't quite enough to get through them yesterday. So, yeah, like Benji. It, it, disappointed um as he says I, I kind of thought when that goal went in I thought well we know, all know where this is going I can't believe we're going to lose this game but we did do well to get back in it and get that leveler uh, and a point's better than none and we've obviously got a few coming up now thick and fast so yeah oh, it's not the worst result in the world but ultimately I think I am disappointed yeah, I don't know, Ben, if we, if, if obviously if we put it in context, it's another game unbeaten and it's a, a show of character to come back. But I mean, my overriding feeling at full time, yesterday was frustration that we didn't win because I thought personally, I thought we played well enough to do so. Yeah, definitely frustration. If we look back and if we take the lead from that penalty, then how does the game pan out from there? Obviously, it our heads go down a bit because we missed it and obviously they get a fortuitous penalty and score it and then we kind of looking at the game thinking, hang on, we don't deserve to lose this. And uh, rightly so, we got the equaliser. Uh, the substitutions from Bo proved proved good again. Uh, Smith and Aniki linking up yet again. And um, yeah, overall, I think uh, Amos made some good saves, uh, some big saves at some... At, crucial times as well uh but overall i think yeah if we would have come away losing the game it definitely would have been majorly disappointing uh where we've seen that happen before to be fair so i think a point positive when you go one nil down and we got a uh, uh, easier game come tuesday so hopefully look, the games come thick and fast and we can turn around and uh, make up for that point with three points tuesday Excellent stuff. Right, let's have a listen then to the highlights of the game. Your commentators on Valley Pass, as always, were Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley. A couple of other youngsters there as well. Oh. Also, a quick attempt and oh, oh, again. I think that's touched over the bar again. That's what an Watson. effort from... <laughs> well, they're clearly targeting the goalkeeper of something, but maybe the wind or something like that, but... Watson with some brilliant audacious I think is the yeah, word well, it's just great initiative to see the goalkeeper and he, again he, he looked goal bound and it definitely got a little tip by Bonham whose two saves have come from spectacular long free kicks trying to retrieve it but Gillingham have it back it's a ball sent early and uh, Charlton looking for an offside on Graham not given he's in the penalty area Ginny trying to block the cross it's uh, Amos with the save not just once but twice and then Watson clears it away with his feet before Gillingham can pounce on the loop to Samuel left hand side across to 
Ogilvie skips past Bogle. Ball in the box. It's a dangerous one. It comes to the far post. Oh, what a save from Ben Amos. Outstanding save from the John goalkeepers. Oliver looked like he was going to tap it into an empty net. And right. Amos dives across that and parries it away. Outstanding save. Should have been a goal all day long. What a superb save by Ben Amos. It goes backwards to Shinny. To the right to Matthews. Charlton building here. Matthews crossing opportunity. Chips it in towards the far post. Oh, Bogle's oh, got down. Was it a penalty? penalty. Yes, yes, there is. The referee feels Bogle was pulled down at the far post by Jackson and Charlton have a penalty. I don't think um, there probably wasn't enough to actually send Bogle to the floor, but he felt the contact and uh, he must have felt that it was enough to put him off because he was uh, he was in line to get the header on goal if it had got to him. But he felt the contact behind him and down he went. Well, it was good football from, from Charlton. It was actually a back heel from Bogle that didn't work out. And he, he tried to get it back out of his feet and find Shinny. Shinny ball out to Matthews. Lovely cross in towards the far post. And then it looks like Omar Bogle's taking this for himself. He's not happy. He wanted yeah, the ball. He wanted, he, wanted the, he wanted the goal himself, Omar. And you can understand that. But he's been overruled from the bench <laughs> to give the ball to Connor. So yeah. there's pressure on, uh, on the Northern Ireland what, man now. I won't repeat what uh, I don't think you need Johnny to. Jackson, I, think, uh, I think that was louder than Steve Evans' one. <laughs> Connor Washington, who scored a penalty against Fleetwood, has been trusted with the opportunity again for Charlton. Washington steps up, right-footed. And it's nice a save play. by Bonham, diving down to his right. It's a great save by good the Gillingham goalkeeper. He tried to hit it low and hard this time, Connor Washington. It's a good save by the goalkeeper. Omar will be uh, even more annoyed now. Charlton almost clears away. And there is a half-time whistle as Charlton and Gillingham go into the break. Goalless here at Priestville. To the left to Martson. Martin approaching the penalty, inside the penalty, ball across, Bogle gets something going, it comes to Albie Morgan, the shot, oh, deflection. Got over the top of it. And it should be a corner for Charlton, and it is. As Madison prepares to take the corner. Swings it in towards the near post, it's awkward and cleared away by Jackson. Comes down to Martin, it's a good control, thinks about a shot, goes for it, deflection, oh. Oh, bottom of the save, it deflects out, oh. Tucker's there to clear. So, not found his mark, and then Akinde makes the run, I think... Uh, Everybody was expecting Amos to come for that, and he doesn't. And uh, Akinde goes down. I'm not sure what's happened here. What's, what's he given, he's given a penalty. He's, who's he taking advice from there? Has he pointed for Penoyer? Yes, yeah. Well, he took an absolute age. I, I just assumed he blew for a goal kick. So who's given him that decision? Because he didn't. There's no way he gave that decision. Because he... he well, I, I didn't actually see what happened. I just saw the, Akinde go down. But Gunter and Akinde just crossed. And Akinde went down. And he was holding his earpiece, the referee. So I just wondered somebody's, if the linesman... Somebody's given him that decision. Well, the fourth official. Oh, it's the softest penalty you'll ever see in a, a poor one at that, if it, if it was a trip. But Apparently, uh, we're seeing the replay. Akinde's just fallen over. No contact. Run across Gunter and gone to ground. Yeah, I mean, Gunter looks at the goalkeeper, so he's... I just, I, I mean, the referee, the referee's definitely get, getting some instructions from the fourth official or linesman or someone. And it's the cheapest penalty you ever see. If there is contact, then, I mean, fair enough. But the fact the referee wasn't sure means that the, the officials can't have been 100%. It's going to be Graham with the penalty. Up against Amos. Graham steps forward and buries it. Yeah, Amos got a touch on it because of the height of the penalty from Graham. And it was Watson just inside the Gillingham half. Watson picks out 
Shinny. Loose control, but he uh, ball forward to Morgan. Can he collect it in to, uh, Smith, rather? Can he collect it in? He can. Now finds Anike. Takes it. Oh, he's buried it. Great finish from Jackson Anike to bring Charlton back on level terms. Yeah, it's a really good assist as well from Paul Smith because he's calm, he's patient. He cuts inside. He could have laid it off to Gilby, but he spots Anike. It's a lovely ball to find him. Anike, really good composure. Gets it onto his left foot, finds that little bit of a space. And um, I said to you, tell that if, if Charlton got level, they've still got time for a win, and that is the case. 82 minutes and one all. But now Charlton with the momentum. Jimmy's going to send this into the box. In. It comes and it's uh, oh, it's oh. a missed opportunity by Purrington and it's just hit Ben Watson on the edge of the six-yard box and rolls into the arms of Bonham, brings it into the middle and uh, that is the final whistle. There we go, the highlights there from Valley Pass. Great commentary as always from uh, Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Uh, so Tom, I mean, it, as I said at the start, there was loads of talking points out of yesterday's games and you always expect that when... when uh, Steve Evans is in the dugout, including <laughs> towards the end of the game when he, he called Adam Matthews a prick, which uh, I mean, it was quite funny, to be fair. But um, uh, where, where to start? I mean, uh, let's talk about the, the penalties, I guess, because they were sort of defining points of, of the game, uh, particularly our penalty in the first half, and, and, and quite a lot came out of that. So it was, it was a decent move involved. I think it was Washington's crossover towards the far post. Bogle's gone down quite easily for me uh, but then there's this debate we've seen between Omar Bogle who obviously is yet to get off the mark for the addicts but has been showing uh, you know signs of improvement certainly as he's caught up with his fitness uh, and Connor Washington who is the designated penalty taker so that I mean that was the big discussion wasn't it at half time should Omar Bogle have put himself forward um, he picks up the ball Jacko was uh, in the dugout right in front of us and he was yelling onto the pitch Omar give it to Give it to Washington. Give it to Washington. He's the penalty taker. Um, what, what did you make of that whole situation? Do you think there's an argument to say that Omar's put Connor off there? Or, or do you think that's harsh? Because either way, I mean, Connor's penalty was quite good. Drilled towards the bottom corner and Jack Bonham made a very good save. It's definitely not ideal preparation for a penalty, is it? Whichever way you look at it. Um, it was nice to hear Jacko screaming from the touchline just to make a change from Steve Evans, who anyone listening to Valley Pass, I'm sure, heard him for the majority of the game and yeah, what he said to, uh, I think it was Matthews, wasn't it, towards the end of the game. That was one of the most polite things he said all match. But when you go back to the penalty, you're right. First of all, I think it was soft. Um, Bogle does go down easily. But, you know, the way the referee chose to referee that game, as we saw a bit later on, that was the sort of decision he was going to give. And as I say, whilst it's not ideal preparation, it, it's a decent enough penalty from Washington. And it's a very good save from the keeper. So I think you probably just have to... to chalk it up as one of those uh, in terms of who should have taken it for me you agree that before the game in the dressing room or even if it's just a season long thing it, you know if Connor Washington's on the pitch he's the penalty taker and whether you're on a goal drought or not then that's how you know you have to have that level of respect for the the person who's the designated taker and if Bogle feels you know I'm struggling a little bit for goals and I want my first goal have that conversation before the game and say to him look Connor if we get a penalty this game you have for me to take it but don't don't do it on the pitch because you could see it really Bogle was getting wound up as well and and like I say I don't think it really put Connor off because it was a de decent enough penalty but it just it doesn't look great does it on the team when you've got especially when there's no fans there and you can hear the assistant manager screaming across the pitch um, and then when he misses it, obviously makes Jacko look a bit silly as well. So, yeah, it, it was not the way that you would want the uh, it to get carried out. I'm sure, knowing Lebo, it won't happen again. Um, and I understand Bogle's frustration because, you know, he's 
he's playing well and he's offering a lot to the team, um, but he's just not found found the net yet. So I understand he, he wants to score. So it's a difficult one. Um, but as I say, a soft penalty to get, but it's a guilt-edged chance to go ahead in, in a game, like I said yesterday, where you can have all the possession you want, but you're not really creating. You get a chance like that, you have to take it because in this league, it's going to be unforgiving as it proved. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the penalty itself. Um, sorry, the cat just jumped on the laptop. The penalty itself, Benji, wasn't. I didn't think it was that bad a penalty. I thought Jack Bonham did well to to get down to it. But obviously, like I say, the talking point was Omar trying to take the ball. It was interesting looking at his Twitter last night as well. I think some some of his reactions to tweets. He's tweeting, you know, a fan a fan that tweeted, "Oh, it looks like Omar's become the new scapegoat." Personally, I think he'll come good, and and Omar actually responded to that, saying, "Honestly, I am a scape, uh, actual scapegoat through, and it's confusing me." Um, so he, he's clearly, I, I feel like Omar's a little bit upset actually, and and he really, he really, really desperately wants to get that goal to get himself off the mark. Yeah, I don't blame him for trying to get a goal to get off the mark because we all know strikers need that first goal to give them a bit of confidence to maybe take a few shots where before they might have not gone for it because they've not got that confidence and hopefully get a few more. I think uh, I've I've read a lot of com- uh, positive comments about him exactly saying the same thing. Like once he gets one, I'm sure the goals will flow. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's unfair criticism if people are, are getting on his back. I, I think Tom got it spot on. I think um, it's Connor's penalty. That's decided beforehand, clearly. Otherwise, Jacko wouldn't have shouted over. I, I actually thought at the time that he would do that because if you look back at a Fleetwood game, he did the same then. As soon as we got the penalty, he ran over, got the ball, and Connor had to prize it off him then. Uh but there, there you go. I, I think he's done well. I think Boya said that in his comments. He he had a good game. Uh, he worked hard for the team. And Chucks comes on and, and gets the glory because maybe Chucks has got a bit more confidence about him now. Chucks has got a few goals under his belt already. But um, yeah, in terms of whether he should have tried to take the penalty, no, I think Connor should have taken it. Uh, as Tom said, that was discussed before the game. But, yeah, it's unfair putting criticism on his back because I thought he worked well for the team during the game. But he may have put Connor off a little bit. I'm, I'm sure if the um, uh, shoe was on the other... Uh, what's up? Oh, flipping hell, getting the so- saying wrong. Uh, shoe was on whatever. the other foot. You were halfway there. Yeah, man. there you go. Um, <laughs> then I'm sure Omar would have said, no, 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 it's my penalty. It's discussed before. And so I'm sure he probably looks back now and thinks he was a bit silly. But he also wants to get that first goal. So it's understandable. Yeah, certainly. It's now, of course, then we move into the the second half and we're creating a couple of chances. Albie saw one tipped over. I think there was a a nice move uh, after Gilby came on, where him and Anike linked up nicely. Um, but uh, Gillingham did take the lead, and it, and it, it came out of almost nothing. Now, you know, I admit our penalty was soft and debatable whether it was even a spot kick. But I mean, their one was just just as soft anyway. So a long ball's gone through. Akinde uh, is chasing it into the channel inside the penalty area, just about and. Gunter's run across him and just as Akinde's leg has come back up as part of his running stride, it's caught at the back of Gunter, or you could argue Gunter therefore has caught the back of him, and he's gone down. Now at the time I was thinking what on earth has just happened there, it didn't seem to be anything. The referee took a while, you could see clearly see him putting his finger up to his earpiece and trying to get a listen, so someone's telling him you've got to give the penalty there, but I mean I, I thought it was quite a soft one Tom, I'm not sure about you. Yeah, I obviously I've only seen that one angle. Um, that you see on on Valley Pass, and I saw the replay. I think they showed it three or four times. 
to me, I still wasn't sure whether it was Gunter that, that touched him or whether he tripped over his own leg as he was running. Um, so I'll take your word for it that Gunter does clip him. If he does, then there is an argument that the penalty's there. But either way, it's it's soft. And either way, if the fourth official has made that call, uh, is that okay? I mean, the, infamously, the fourth official sent Zidane off, didn't he, in the World Cup final when there was rumours about whether that was supposed to be allowed or not. So I understand the fourth official's there to do a job, but the referee's right next to it and he's got to have some confidence in doing it himself rather than, than listening to a man who's, what, 30, 40 yards away from the play. What I will and say also is, has Steve Evans in his ear all game as well. Yeah, what I will say is it, if he has clipped him, then that's an amazing spot from the fourth official to give it. But but either way, it was soft. And, and as I say, when... When that that goes in and he gives the penalty, it was just a one a feeling that it was just going to be one of those days because obviously we'd done the pod Thursday and we'd build it up as a game we should win. And like I say, we'd had a bit of fun with a prediction saying we were going to smash them. And it, it, I know the game hadn't really gone like that, but I just felt like that's the sort of game that we need to be winning. And we're on a good run at the moment. Um, and when that goal went in, I thought, well, that's it. There, there's no coming back from that now. Um, but obviously that we did manage to get ourselves back in it and, and could even have won it towards the end. But yeah, very disappointed. As I say, I think both penalties were soft and, and the way that second one got given was just, just very strange for me. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a bit baffling in the ground. As I say, when I've seen it back, I can see the slightest bit of contact, but oh, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. I'm still, I'm still uh, a bit uncertain. And, and Lee Bowyer certainly was, and we'll, we'll hear from him shortly. Then, uh, as has been the way over the years, you know, normally sometimes we'd struggle to get back into a game, but we did play our way back into it. And it's it's strange because I, I thought we did actually pass the ball quite well yesterday, maybe not quite in the more dangerous areas where we wanted to, but we did keep the ball quite well. So for all that possession, it, it, it was re- it was surprising to see us just absolutely walk through Gillingham the way we did. Uh, excellent work inside the penalty area from Paul Smith, Ben, to, to pick it up. And it was really strange. Like, so P- Smith sort of pulled back onto his right foot and the defender that was marking Anike suddenly thought, oh, I best get on the goal line and block the shot. So he left Anike in an absolute acre. So it's bizarre to see someone played through unmarked four yards out from goal and still be on side. But it was a simple finish then for Anike. Just pulled it onto his left foot. But as you said, I mean, that's the confidence that exudes from, from Chuck's Anike at the moment. And, you know, I was saying to, I've said it before on the pod, like I def- every time he scores a goal, I feel vindicated because I've been, I've been, uh, I've been blowing Anike's trumpet quite a lot, really. I think he's a decent player and I think he's proven it now. Definitely. Yeah. But then the question remains, can he do it from when he starts a game? So obviously he keeps making a big impact when he comes off the bench. Can he make that impact from the start? I mean, we'll see Tuesday if he's given that opportunity or does Bo like Omar to do the hard work, grinding the defenders down and then uh, Chucks comes on and then walks around them because that's basically what him and Smith did. Yeah, that was such a bizarre goal. The way they I mean, their goalies had a great game. And instead of marking a player, he runs onto the goal line to try and block it on the goal line. Very strange. I must admit, I was shouting at the TV. First of all, when Shinny touched the ball, because it was a bad touch by him, he touched with his left and then flicked it through with his right, made up for it. Great run by Smith. And then you're going, Chuck, shoot, first time. And then obviously takes that touch, composure. I think Boya mentioned that. He... um, He's got a bit of confidence about him. Right foot, left foot in. Great, great finish. And uh, yeah, just so bizarre 
that their defender decided to run onto the line. But again, more confidence for Chucks. He does look really dangerous. I think he had the, another good run where he laid it off to Gilby. And um, obviously Gilby hasn't played in so long and Gilby shot it straight at the keeper. But yeah, when, when Chucks is coming off the bench, I mean, all three of them, uh, Chucks, uh, Smith and Gilby, look really, really good when they came on. And it's great that we have got that strength in depth now to be able to, to change a game when we need it. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, after we got the equaliser, I thought, you know, still about 10 minutes left to play, including added time. I honestly thought we were going to go on and win it. And we saw that chance for Ben Watson from a corner that he couldn't quite uh, direct towards guy. just hit him, really, didn't it? And then there was another one where uh, there was a, a cross towards the near post that should have uh, that got touched behind for a corner. A goal kick was given. Uh, finally, you know, when, when Ben Perrington came on and allowed Ian Martson to push further forward, Bowie got exactly what he wanted from that. Ian Martson in an excellent position, basically two-on-one with an EK, and he just couldn't get the ball across to him. Otherwise, I, I, we, we, if we'd won that game, I honestly don't think that Gillingham could have had too many complaints. I mean, just looking at some of the other chances, Tom, in the first half, we saw a couple of uh, set pieces that nearly were something spectacular. We saw the one from... Uh, uh, Marcus Madison, the the one that Bonham did well to flick onto to the crossbar, and uh, the Connor Washington one, which was a lot of really long range effort again that that Bonham did well. I think Bonham's actually in the team of the week this week, which shows that he did play well. Uh, Amos had to make a couple of saves at the other end as well. Um, you know, we we can't overlook that fact. But I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm an outlier in it. Well, certainly between me and you, Tom, when I say that I think we'd done enough to win that game. Yeah, I, I see the point of view. And, and when I said to to you and Nath that we could easily have lost it, that isn't to say that we couldn't have won it either. There were there were chances at both ends. I, I was disappointed overall with our performance. As I say, I felt we dominated possession, but we dominated in very safe areas for them, really. Um, but you're right, we did have those chances early on. They, they were speculative. They were from long range, but they still count. Um, and, and as you say, Madison's probably the best of the lot almost went in and would have been some goal and we know he's capable of that uh and Amos making saves at the other end you know that's what he's in the team to do uh them you know they're the sort of saves that you know uh, you know it's like the the last ditch you know just throwing his body in front of it basically um but you know it's a save nonetheless and and it keeps uh the clean sheet and until the penalty obviously so there were chances at both ends and yeah as I say we could have lost it we could have won it I just felt I just didn't feel like we deserved to win it. And and as you say, when when we uh, scored our equaliser, I did think at that point on there was only going to be one winner. And I thought we'd have been very lucky to get out of there with a victory by that point. I don't know. Maybe it was just the way I saw the game, but it just felt like a very frustrating one. And maybe it's because I'd built it up pre-game as one that we should be winning. You know, we're going to go to uh, Ipswich next weekend, nowhere near as confident of us getting all three points. So therefore... If we do sneak a win or we get a draw, I might look at it very differently. Um, but as we've all said, I think uh, earlier on in the show, a point is, is still keeps our unbeaten run going, uh, which is important. We're still, well, I think we've got two games in hand on a couple above us. One game in hand would put us second uh, amongst everybody and, and both games in hand would put us at the top. So, yeah, we're not in a bad position at all. I'm not gonna not gonna complain about how we've been. I was just a, a little disappointed overall yesterday, but that reflects the the high performances of the weeks before, where we've just been necessarily steamrolling teams. You think of the three-two at home, obviously, or as I mentioned earlier, the the win away at Northampton, uh, the scrappy win. You know, we haven't just bowled teams over, but we have got results. And I was just a little bit disappointed yesterday. I didn't ever really feel until we scored our equaliser we were going to get the win yesterday. But mm, no. as I say, it's a point and it's a good point. 
Yeah, I do wonder if it is quite telling, actually, to be fair, that we're now about 25 minutes into the show and we haven't actually mentioned that we didn't start the game with a recognised centre-half yesterday. I did make this point before the game, even though, you know, Ryan Innes is out now, anyone, anyone's guess as to how long that's going to be, but as, as we'll hear from Bo in a second, it's not looking great. Um, we, we started the game without a recognised centre-half, but still, I looked at that team and thought, actually, that's not a bad side because it, sh- it shows how well that Gunter and Prattley have done when, when they've had to drop into that defence, Benji. Yeah, I think everyone's looking at Liverpool going, oh, look how many injuries they've got. Poor them. We got our four centre-backs all not fit to play. And uh, yeah, it's a shame that looking at the team sheet yesterday, seeing that Innes wasn't fit to play yesterday. I don't know how long his injury is. But um, yeah, it's a a shame because we started to build those clean sheets, which are so important for us. With him and Famwell at the back, building a really good partnership and um, complementing each other quite well. So, uh, look, you've got Chris Gunter, who's a right-back, playing at centre-back, and Darren Prattley at at centre-back. It's going to alter our whole shape as a team. So, yeah, you're right to bring that up to kind of assess the game and kind of think, okay, why didn't we play as good as we have done before? And that is a a major point because we've got a centre-mid playing at centre-back where normally Darren Prattley is shielding in front, uh, which I think Ben Watson did a good job of that yesterday. But it just alters the way we play. Um, I think Famwo and Innes have done a really good job there and hopefully Pierce can come back into that on Tuesday to offer us just something more. Obviously, people in their right positions helps and uh, having a disjointed team, yeah, it affects us. As we saw, we went through that great run of clean sheets and, and that was because we had two centre-backs in their right position. Excellent stuff. Right, let's hear what Lee Bayer's reaction then was to the game. Uh, at Gillingham yesterday, I asked the addicts boss what he made of the one-all draw with the Jewels. Crazy game. Crazy game. Uh, first half, I thought we had a lot of possession, but didn't really hurt them too much. Um, they hit us on the break on the odd time, or something fell in their path from from something going into the box. And, and second half, I thought we controlled controlled the game. I think uh, we, I think from from start to finish, we moved the ball really well today. On another day, we probably score four goals. Um, finishing was just a little off, uh, but overall, to to show the character, they didn't we didn't get sucked into their game, and, and, and we just kept passing the ball. And even when we went one down. And um, we we got the uh, deserved point, I think. So a penalty for either side. I mean, their one wasn't very clear cut from where we were sitting. I think both penalties were were soft. Um, both penalties w- were soft. There were some crazy decisions out there. Crazy, like uh, their, their player gets injured and he's off the pitch and he stops the game. Like he's off, he's off the pitch. Like that, and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, and, and then he give a foul against Ben Watson first half, and said that uh, it was the way he won the ball. Like, what's what sort of a rule? What's that rule? Oh, it's just the way he won it. Like, what? How do you want him to win the ball? Is there a special way you have to win the ball? That is good. So yeah, two penalties. My eyes, both of them shouldn't have been penalties. Some crazy decisions, but yeah is what it is it's not the first time you've seen a soft penalty given against the Steve Evans side is that do you think he, his antics on the touchline perhaps play a part in that 
I think that they, uh, I think because the ref gave us one, I think then he wanted to naturally even it up. There was no contact from, from Gunter on the strike and like none. And then it gives a pen. It took about 30 seconds to make the decision and and even then he still come to the wrong wrong decision. So, yeah, but it's done now. Hopefully we uh, we, we get some some decisions go our way soon. Well, Jack Bonham say from, from Connor's penalty was a really good one and just before it obviously there was, there was a, a discussion between Omar and Connor uh, I guess it's a, one of those cases where both players are really eager to score but Connor is the designated penalty taker yeah obviously Omar um, he got fouled well he he was involved in, in the penalty so he naturally wants wants to score like he hasn't scored yet for us um, but Connor's our penalty taker and, and rightly so, took the penalty, and, and it was a good penalty. But it was a great save. Um, but Omar, I said to Omar, he get his chances, and he's going to get his chances, and he's going to score goals. Like, but it's difficult for for strikers; they don't want to score all the time. And uh, but once he gets one, he, he will go on a run of goals. One striker who's scoring a lot at the moment is Chuks and Nico. Three times out of the last four that he's come on as a substitute, he's gone on to score. And, and again, I'm going to lean on on. To, to point something out that Omar Bogle does a lot of hard work for the team he does a lot of the dirty work and ties them out and wears them down and, and then Chucks comes on and gets all the glory um, but yeah Chucks a good finish like another good finish you know so um, before he would have lashed at that but this time it was touch and composed and, and, and passed into the goal so uh Again, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for Chucks, but Omar's got to take a little bit of credit for that because he 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 made uh, made it hard work for their centre halves today. Talk about centre halves. You were unable to name a, a single one today, obviously with the injury problems. Uh, can we ask about Ryan? It says uh, on the club website he's got a quad injury. Do you know what sort of timeline that looks like or how it's happened? Um, yeah, I know how it happened. It's he, a quad injury. Normally, you would say it's like um, from shooting or or a long pass into the channel or, you know, like hitting consecutive long balls. He done his passing a 10-yard pass inside of the foot. Like, it makes absolutely no sense how, how that's happened. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's going to be out for a little while. Do you, do you know, is it a serious one then, or what sort of weeks you're looking at? I don't want to guess at that at the moment, but it's not the best. Is Akin close to, to coming back now? Yeah, Akin's outside running, so uh, he should be back uh, training with us in around a week's time, I think, maybe less. Yeah. I mean, overall, then, obviously, it's a point today. It would have been a travesty if we got anything <laughs> less than that. Um, and it extends the, the unbeaten run in League One, so you continue this, this good run of form, he please, at the moment. Yeah, the most important thing is that you don't lose. Um, obviously, we want to try and win every game and... On another day, we, we win comfortably. Like I said, we was in full control of the ball. We, we, we moved the ball the best I've seen us move it. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of positives to take from today. So, uh, obviously not the three that we wanted, but, but one's better than none. Strap them up again and go again on Tuesday. It's relentless, isn't it? Even yeah, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, we've got to patch them down. We'll be in tomorrow, getting the recovery right and... Uh, and I'm ready for Tuesday. Cheers, mate.
Chase. Lee, do you, do you think that the penalty that Connor um, didn't convert? Did Omar, I, I know Johnny Jackson started out, give him, let, let Connor take it, let Connor take it. Did that put any extra pressure on him, do you think? No, 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 because he hit the, perf- uh, yeah, the perfect penalty, penalty yeah. and it was a, a great save, and sometimes that's what happens. Uh-huh. That's what goalies are paid to do. Our goalkeeper's done the same already this season as well. So, uh, so yeah, it was a good penalty and a good save. That happens, unfortunately, and for us today. So. And what was it like making four substitutions? <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't know, I don't know. We try to just change it and, and ch- just put an extra body on there. Ben, obviously more experience on the far post from crosses because that's what they do. Um, and, and try to get Ian in that 1v1 situation which we got him into. And um, So, yeah, I've done a little bit better there, which I expect him to do. He's a very good player, but... Um, I think he was just a bit tired, same as Albie, so the tired, a young lad, you know. And quite civil between you and Mr Evans today? Yeah, I have nothing but respect for him. Um, I respect everyone that I, I stand alongside in, in the, in the, uh, in the dugout, so Steve Evans is no different. Um, if anything, I think he, he just needs to know the facts of, like, when he, when he goes to, to talk about... In, in the press he said that we had 10 million <laughs> like I don't know where he got that number from maybe he got confused with that's how much we've brought into the club I don't know but we certainly didn't have 10 if you cut it in half then that's what we had in the championship last year so I would love to have had 10 million I can tell you so he's he's completely wrong there but apart from that uh, he, he's okay he's he's passionate isn't he and Everyone's got their way of, of doing it, and, and, and that's his way. So uh, I have nothing but respect for everyone I come against. I'm just looking ahead to the to the whole season. Um, is, is automatic promotion, that's the goal of the new owner? Yeah, of course. Well, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, I, I want to I win every game, and, and I want to come first. That's, that's, I, I'll always say that. Is it going to be difficult to do that? Of course it is. There's a lot of good sides in this division, and... Um, as long as we keep trying to do the right things ourselves, then then hopefully it'll be in, it, in our hands. And how does this team leave that you've got assembled compared to the one that went up a couple of years ago? I think we're, we're more of a physical side. Um, I think that side that we had before, we had a lot of legs, you know, like a lot of young players with, with bundles of energy, but this is a different side and... And um, I've got a lot of men, a lot of leaders uh, with, with a lot of experience. So I think we've got a good balance. And uh, we've got some exciting players as well. So we're just gelling them together at the moment. And, and uh, I think today, again, is, is a game that we, we improved in possession. We, we moved the ball really well. When we've had a couple of weeks, obviously, to work on that with the players which we ain't had for a long time because of the games and uh, but like I keep saying we'll improve and, and get better as the season goes on Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So we meet again and I offer my hand all dry and English slow. And you look at me and I understand you. Yeah, it's a look I used to know. Good ball out here on the right-hand side of Smith. Smith, ball into the box. And he can hit it! Superb goal by Joan. Brilliantly worked on this right-hand side. Smith with the cross. And Aniko's on hand to bury his header. Live. Right, welcome back then to Charlton Live. Just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, Lee Bow. You had some funny stuff to say about Steve Evans at the end. It was a bit baffling, uh, the Gillingham manager, Steve Evans, uh, implying that Charlton had a £10 million budget. Uh, must have been living in a cave uh, for the last, uh, the last few months. Uh, obviously, we're in a slightly better position than, than we were before, but we ain't got £10 million, basically, uh, Steve. I don't know where you've got that one from, but uh, yeah, Bo not really getting sucked into anything else about... Uh, uh, about the the Gillingham manager because we all remember that legendary rant after the game uh, against Peterborough when 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 Steve Evans was there and I think we were kind of hoping he'd do the same thing but he didn't really he didn't really go for that uh, this year. Um, Tom, I mean, Bo Bo was reasonably pleased. Certainly, lots of positives to take from that yesterday. Some frustrations as well. Um, it's interesting the way he managed the Bogle and the Washington thing. There was no telling off or anything, not publicly at least for Omar Bogle and you know that that will be a decision that Bo's made at some point how am I going to manage this this conflict between the two strikers and he's decided to understand what Omar did and then try and big him up because he does you know he, he even went out of his way to give him praise for the the goal that Nike scored because he said that he tired the Gillingham defence as well so that, that's how he's decided to manage this situation. Yeah and I think Boyer's man management is one of his his real strengths. I think the way that he handles his players is is very good. As you say, what what he said to him behind the scenes, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see, particularly at half-time. Um, and I think he's probably looked at the situation. I'm sure Boyer doesn't necessarily see social media, but if that Bogle account is real, then obviously Bogle himself is feeling a little bit frustrated with, with how things are going and how perhaps he's being perceived already because it's very early on in his his chart and career. Um, and if Boyer has any hint of, of that, he's going to want to make sure that his player is being protected because that's how he gets the best out of him. And look, we've made the, the kind of jokes about comparing him to Firmino and I think Maradona was Thursday, but the, the point that was made initially was that he does a lot for the team. And I think we have seen that in recent games, his hold up play, his movement, it is good, um, but ultimately he's going to be judged on goals. Um, you know, and we've had we've had other players over the years who've done lots for the team and and haven't scored enough, and fans get on their backs. That's that's the nature of football, um, particularly when we're you know struggling 
score goals uh, in a game. So I wanted him to score as much as anybody and, and was disappointed that he wasn't able to. Um, and like Benji, I'd be interested to see if Anike's got the fitness to start and whether he can start scoring goals from a start because I think we have to be honest and say Anike looks far more dangerous in front of goal at the moment than Bogle. Um, but let's wait and see. I think Bowie has handled it well. We've obviously got two games in four or five days, haven't we, with Burton and, and Ipswich coming up this week. So he's going to need to rotate and maybe that's an opportunity for both of them or him to try something different, you know, maybe Smith and Washington or, or mix things up. So, um, yeah, I've been impressed with, with some of Bogle's play for sure, but I do think he does need starts in goals and Bowie obviously said he hasn't got one striker that's going to score 20. Well, that's fine, but you do need all your strikers to be getting sort of between, what, 8 and 12, 13, something like that. And And at the moment, he just doesn't quite look like he's there, but give him time. It's still very early days. Yeah, and so one thing I noticed about Omar yesterday is he's actually looking really trim now. I feel like he's definitely got a bit leaner since he joined, and that's obviously just because he hadn't had a proper pre-season or a proper fitness sessions uh, in the amount of time he's not been playing. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in over the last few days. Spain Addict says it was a good point. We had the better of the game uh, and probably deserved the win. Lots of positives to take from the game. Gunter and Prattley did well uh, as centre-backs, considering neither of them are. Morgan was my man of the match, and this could be his season. Uh, we need uh, to keep Chucks uh, for and maybe another add uh, and maybe add another centre forward in January, depending on our position uh, and goal conversion. Uh, we aren't going to win every game, but every game will be tough. Eight, eight unbeaten and on to Tuesday. And oh yeah, the referee uh, was absolutely terrible. Uh, Craig Bond says this was a bad result yesterday. This league will be decided by results versus the other top eight, who will mop up also runs like Gillingham. Uh, also, I struggle to see what Ben Watson adds to the side, but would really value the opinion of those who see him live, like myself or Terry. Uh, as football is different uh, on a stream to actually be in there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, don't forget that Watson's sort of playing a more defensive midfield role, the likes of which, you know, when Josh Cullen was playing it last year, we'd often say about how a lot of his work would almost go unseen. Like, it just sort of keeps things tidy. And I do think there there is a fair bit of that from Ben. You can see every now and then yesterday, he tried a little flick or a pass that didn't quite come off. And he's probably still not quite fully up to speed. But, you know, we we know the sort of quality that he has. Uh, and I'm sure hopefully you'll be able to to bring more of that uh, to the team. Right, uh, Sags says uh, Smith bought a lot of energy when he came on. Another plus for me. Yeah, he is uh, he is an energetic uh, player, and that's his uh, well, second assist in the last few weeks for, for Chooks and EK, wasn't it, after that cross he put in for the goal at Portsmouth. Right, Mina says slow, 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 endless passes square and backwards. Yawn, unexciting. But Shinny and Watson were both unlucky not to score with excellent long-range efforts. Disappointing performance against a poor side, but the pitch and wind did not help. I mean, do you think that plays a part in it, Ben? The fact that we were just, you know, we 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 did enjoy so much possession yesterday, which isn't something I guess we'd see too often. Uh, and it's just about it's probably just a case of making sure that those players like Shinny and Madison are able to create something almost from nothing against a team that's sitting back and making it hard for you to play through them. Yeah, it's a typical Steve Evans performance where he makes it tough for you to play football. Uh, he pressed us high. Plus, look at the conditions. Yes, I know we've mentioned them a few times. I kind of kept looking at the at the screen. It was, I thought it was a bit of a rubbish uh, uh, camera angle yesterday. But Bogle and I was trying to work out the formation. I thought it was going to be diamond the way we were set up. But Bogle and uh, especially in the first half, he's very deep. Uh, obviously, normally we'd we'd whack balls up for him. 
to hold the ball up to lay off either Madison or Washington to to run off him, but we couldn't do that yesterday because of the conditions. So it was it was a bit player on the floor, a bit boring trying to give it to Marcus Madison or uh, Shinny to make make something. But also we're we're playing from the back with with again with our not too cent- uh, not normal centre backs. We got Prattley there, we got Gunter there. It takes a while to get used to playing in different positions and playing the ball around. Uh, but yeah, I think the conditions definitely came into came into uh, judgment there with. Um, not playing it long and trying to hold the ball up and that kind of stuff. You have to change the way you play. But, yeah, look, at the end of the day, we got a draw from it. I'm sure we'll play in different ways and maybe looked at different players playing yesterday. Unfortunately, Jake couldn't play. He's a good ball player. Unfortunately, Johnny again, another knock. He couldn't play. We've got different aspects of the way we play, but we've got to look at the conditions and you've got to look at the players who are fit. Yeah, certainly do. Right, Goose has uh, tweeted in. I thought Watson played his defensive midfield role well in possession in the way we linked the centre-backs to the midfield. Uh, not a bad performance, just rusty as we haven't played in a while. Our penalty was soft, but theirs was ridiculous. Not a pen. Not convinced that Washington is our best penalty taker either. How about Shinny? He says, our threat was significantly improved when Smith and Anike linked up. Uh, I'd start both against Burton. Hopefully we can get a fit centre-half on the pitch. Uh, as in my opinion, you always need at least one in the back four. Two non-centre-backs at centre-back is a bit dodgy. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I thought they did okay. But, uh, you know, you want people who can play in that position uh, back as soon as possible. Right, the uh, Rational Fan on Twitter uh, says, Before the game, I expected to win. During the game, concerned we'd lose after the game, relieved to take a point away. We still have one or two games in hand. The unbeaten run and our current position makes me feel better in the big picture. On to Burton before a big one next weekend against Ipswich. Platy says, the concern for me at the moment is the injuries the guys keep picking up. Niggles in training for Jake Forsikaski, Innes and Johnny Williams, uh, who didn't even play for Wales. Uh, is, a la- is, is a lack of conditioning due to budget or basic issues. We need to sort it quickly. Well, I'm certain that there is the fact that the players are being asked to put in so much work uh, in this sort of constricted time frame this season is, is going to play a big part in that uh, as well uh, Owen says the penalty decision was a disgrace uh, don't think and then Phil says don't think we are positive enough uh, too slow and deliberate in our play we need to get the ball into the box more where we can cause problems but could deal with more players getting in there both soft pens hard to see whether Gunter touches their player at all uh, I don't like the pl- that the player uh, is brought down taking the penalty themselves but certainly doesn't help arguing over Washington, uh, over it. Perhaps Washington should have walked away when he had the ball and cleared his head before placing the ball. Uh, not that it was a bad pen. Uh, maybe not struck quite as well as he intended. Charlie says the international break came at a bad time. Didn't look at it. Yes, didn't look at it yesterday. Uh, Anike deserves a starting role off the impact he made when he came on. Charlton Simpson says the shocking that the fourth official gave the penalty when he's on the halfway line. Clearly was bullied into making that decision by a certain big geezer uh, complaining all the time. Louis Charlton was frustrated not to get the win but looking back we played well every player was a seven plus out of ten a special mention to bogle who will always give 100 percent and will get better with each match roll on the bogle hat trick on tuesday night richard uh, says the draw was the correct result for me we really made uh, we really missed pratter's ball winning in the midfield hysteria about the referee needs to stop though our pen was very soft their pen was clumsy from gunter and when you slow it down you can see gunter's body shape change 
when the forward went down, indicating that there was contact. I'd like your opinion about this one. I think Boya needs to try and bottle up his emotions on the touchline a bit more. When anything goes against us, his emotions on the touchline feed in negatively to the players on the pitch, especially the youngsters, Doughty, Barker and Martin. I understand this is part of the Boya package and that this is likely to be an unpopular opinion, uh, but would like your thoughts uh, and they would be appreciated. Keep up the good work, lads. Well, that's an interesting one, Richard. That's not... Uh, something I've ever thought about, Tom. Do you think Bo needs to calm it down? I mean, obviously, comparatively yesterday, he was definitely the calmer manager on the touchline. But, I mean, do, do you feel that Bo, his emotions get in the way on the touchline? It's not really ever, something I've ever really noticed. What, what do you reckon, Tom? I think comparatively to Bo, you're the player. His emotions have calmed down as well. Um, I think he's he certainly says it how he sees it. I don't think he, he hides anything. Um you think back to the the winner at Wembley and Jacko's off and down by the corner flag by after about two seconds, Boya sprints off in celebration and then immediately calms himself down. So certainly in positive scenarios, he has that ability to, to keep calm. I, I kind of get what he means about how angry and frustrated Boya gets. I think we were away at uh, Wimbledon a few seasons ago. I think maybe even Lyle scored for Wimbledon when they won 1-0. Uh, and obviously as fans, you stand right behind the dugout. And you can see him, you know, having a go at the fourth official, moaning about decisions that don't go our way. But I would have thought that every manager does that. And if I'm a player and I'm seeing my manager getting angry, you know, it would fire me up to perform because I'd think, right, my manager's with me here. He might not be on the pitch, but he's as annoyed as I am at the way this game's going. So it's going to be different for all sorts of different people, isn't it? I said earlier, I think Boya's man management is good. But obviously when he's just managing the team through 90 minutes, he's just going to behave the way that he sees fit. And... I think he comes across well after the game. As you say, compared to a certain big geezer yesterday, he certainly comes across as fairly calm. So it's not something I've ever considered playing a part. I certainly don't see that with with somebody like Alfie Darity, who he mentions. I know he's called Albie Morgan out uh, a few times, but you could argue that even something like that has had a positive effect because look at the way that Morgan's playing at the moment. So um, I'm not sure I 100% agree, but it's an interesting point. Excellent stuff. So cheers for your tweeting uh, there then, Richard. So, so the last uh, couple of uh, emails coming in. McSquare has found us a, a photo of yesterday's fourth official. It's just, just a Gillingham fan, basically. I'm not entirely sure uh, that's accurate, McSquare, but I could understand the sentiment. Uh, Sam says, uh, disappointing uh, that we didn't beat Jills on Saturday, but it was a crazy game against a poor Gillingham side that we should be beating. Charlton controlled the game and dominated possession, but they weren't clinical enough to score and punish the Gillingham defence. Some crazy decisions from the match. Officials have robbed us of a one nil victory. I think Omar Bogle should have taken the penalty. He was fouled and he still hasn't scored for the Addicts. Even though Omar has been working really hard for the team that would give him some confidence. I think the bench have made a mistake not letting him take the penalty. However, we're still unbeaten in eight games. We'll be more solid once we get a settled back four together. I trust in the Boya. He will get us out of this lead. Up the Addicts. That's from Sam Day. Cheers for that, Sam. And Steve uh, emails in. Hey chaps, a frustrating day at Gillingham but let's be positive and take it as a point gained and not too lost loads of possession yesterday but I think the problem was too much of it was slow and sideways we've put a good squad together but without Alfie uh, what we're really lacking is a player with pace or trickery to open up or stretch a back four if we sign anyone in January this should be our priority to help turn these points into three come on you Reds three points needed on Tuesday and we'll be looking ahead to that game at Burton Albion shortly but next up I think we want to hear from uh, one of our young starlets in the midfielder Albie Morgan has been improving getting better and better 
over the last few weeks. He's earned some praise as well, hasn't he, from Lee Bowyer for his performances in the last few games. He started yesterday, played reasonably well. Uh, he came to speak to us after, and the young midfielder, I asked him what he made of the draw at Priestfield. Tough game, I think, tough one to take. Uh, draw, obviously, not not what we wanted. But as a team, I think we can look at that as a positive in terms of performance. Um, played our best football, I think, for a long, long while, especially this season. So... No, I think we can take a few positives from it. Obviously, the the draw ain't the best, but a lot to be um, happy about, I think, going into Tuesday. Yeah, obviously, getting a, quite a late equaliser would have been, a, I think, a travesty if you hadn't got something out of today's game. Yeah, definitely. Um, the amount of chances we had, the amount of possession, I think we dominated from start to finish, especially second half. So, again, tough, but I think there's a lot of positives to take from this and hopefully we can kick on and not let this affect us on Tuesday. Yeah. And talk about your personal game. I mean, obviously, you starting again today. How, how did you find it out there? Yeah, I'm feeling good, feeling confident. Uh, another game, another start. So I'm taking each week as it comes and hopefully I can keep performing, doing what the manager wants from me. And I think if I do that, I'm going to keep keep getting his trust, keep getting games in, and that's what I want. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad and I'm feeling really good at the moment and so is the team. So hopefully we can keep this run going of, of not losing. Yeah, it's all about gaining the manager's trust. I think that's something that, that every player has to do. But for, for yourself, obviously, you had a few spells in and out. But, I mean, Lee's really spoken very highly of you over, over your last few games. Do you feel like you're learning a lot from him? Yeah, definitely. I think that seeing that's given me a lot of confidence as well to come and come onto the pitch and perform week in, week out. And that's what I want to continue to do right to the end of the season. I don't want to keep coming in and out of the squad like I've done in previous seasons, last season and the season before. So, no, I think by me doing what I'm doing, I can really stamp my stamp my ground in the team and hopefully keep getting the games in. It's one of those ones where, you, I mean, you've, you've been around for so long now, I think people forget quite how, how young you are. So do you, you feel all this experience of playing in the first team is really helping? Yeah, definitely. Playing along players like Darren Prattley, Ben Watson, people that have played at the top, top level are a great help for me. I can, I can watch them during training, during the games, even around the, around the building kind of thing and just take different bits from what they do and how they stay professional. So... Yeah, it's great to learn from people like that and myself. I can just watch on and, and try and do things properly and as best as I can. I mean, do they sort of help sort of coach you through the game? It's quite, it's quite interesting with, with the lack of crowd, we can hear what, what Bo would say to you and to, and to the other players as well. So do the players on the pitch sort of help you through the game as well? Yeah, like definitely. Um, positioning where I need to be, where I need to go, where I can get on the ball. People like Prattley, people like Watson, they're playing my position, positions that I've found myself in the game. So... They know they know a lot from from their experience as a player. So yeah, I'm open to to listening to them and and them telling me what to do, kind of thing. Shinny prepares to take. Shinny it's takes. A it's a shot. Oh, great free kick. Oh, the power was too strong for Eastwood. He dived to his left, but it's passed him. And Shinny, who got the assist for the first goal, now opens his Charlton account with a lovely free kick. And Charlton, just before half time, make it two. That you're gonna be okay anyway. You know there's no rest. Live. Right, welcome back. That was Albie Morgan as he's speaking to me after the game down at Gillingham uh, yesterday. A local one for him. He's from that area. Um, so it's a shame, really, these friends and family couldn't be there to, to watch it. But yeah, again, I thought, thought he looked good yesterday, Ben. Um, obviously, Albie's coming for a fair bit of stick from Bo. I think that's fair to say uh, over over the course of, uh, of the last couple of years. But as I said, the last couple of games, you know, especially the... The, the two cup games, Bowie has been very positive about Albion and, and I just wonder if he's starting to really pick up what he's being asked of by Lee Bowie. Yeah, it's good to see. Look, a manager tells you what you've got to do to get in a squad. You start doing it and then you start playing every game. 
and those two games that uh, over the international break, the Pizza Trophy and the FA Cup, he's been given two opportunities to make his mark on the side. Played two good games. Um, and yeah, yes, uh, I thought he had a good game. Could have scored, just got a deflected over. Otherwise, I think it was going in. But yeah, he's doing... He's doing the hard stuff as well, running back, getting stuck in, and that's that's what you want to see from him. I think we've said on this show many times that uh, maybe Bowie sees himself in Albi and kind of thinks they're the same kind of player. So he's trying to um, make him realise that, look, this is what I did. Come on, you've got it in you. And we, we all see a really good player in there. And uh, I think a lot of supporters at the time found it quite hard to understand why he wasn't getting a game because we've all we haven't I haven't seen Albie have many bad games to be fair but it's the whole package that the bow is after from him and uh, yeah yesterday another good game solid game as I said could have scored but um yeah good good to see a youngster in the side doing well again and uh yeah let's let's hope for more of the same from him Mm, yeah, I think uh, I was desperate for him to score yesterday as well because I had three quid on him to score any time. So when that, that volley he had at the start of the second half was deflected over, I was like, ah, oh, no, I could have won about 20 quid there. Uh, but it wasn't to be. Right, let's uh, start to look ahead then. Tuesday, uh, we're making the trip up to the Pirelli Stadium to take on Burton Albion. Uh, a Burton side, Tom, who've won once all season in all competitions. Uh, and that was back in early September, a 2-1 home win over Atkinson. Since then... Uh, I mean, they're on a bit of a hiding to nothing. They've lost their last two. Uh, winless in about 10 there, it looks like. Um, lost to Bert to Northampton Town at home on Saturday. I mean, these are poor results. Um, so you go into a game like this and you have to be going there. If you're a team that's uh, vying for promotion like Charlton are, then you have to be going there and coming away with three points. You're clearly forgetting their uh, penalty win in the old Papa John's. But... Uh... Yeah, I think you're right. Look, I said it about Gillingham. They were down towards the bottom end of, of the table uh, and we, we should have won be going wanting to win. And this is absolutely yeah one that we should be should be putting it away. I think where we might struggle is, is something we've seen not just this season, previously when we were down here as well, that when you get a team that back and soak up pressure, as Benji said earlier, a classic Steve Evans performance yesterday, it, we find it sometimes tough to break that sort of team down. Um, so depending if Burton do try and do that, you know, they haven't got fans at home trying to encourage them to come out and play. So maybe they're still able to play that way at home and try and soak up pressure and hit us on the counter. And it's not going to be an easy game by any stretch, but it is a game that we should be expecting to win. Uh, and I think, it, I don't know if it's one of our games in hand. I think all of League One are playing again on Tuesday, aren't they? So, or the majority of, um, so it's not necessarily going to make a difference in that context. But as we've all spoken about, Ipswich at the weekend is likely to be the tougher of the two tests. So if we can go into that game with four points from, from yesterday and Tuesday, we'll we'll obviously be in very good shape. So, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly expecting us to go there and get a victory, but it doesn't mean it's going to be an easy game by any stretch. Yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly what our centre-back situation will be for Tuesday. Jason Pearce was, of course, on the bench uh, but with no extra minutes yet, do we know if he's going to be able to to go, to go for 90? You'd imagine that might be quite difficult. Um, so, I mean, looking at where Bo might try and f- switch things up a bit, that, that front two that he does like to rotate, do you think there's going to be a chance for Chooks and for Paul Smith to come in from the start, Ben? I'd personally go with uh, Bogle again. That's probably one that supporters are probably going to be, nah, you've got to start Chucks. 
But for me, I think, look, it worked again yesterday. Uh, Bogle does the hard work, as we said before. He just needs a goal. Let's see what he can do after a goal. Uh, and Chucks has scored, I think, every goal this season he scored has come from the bench. Uh, maybe start with Smith. I did like him yesterday. I think he is a right live wire about him. And and as someone uh, tweeted into the show, I think we miss that with Doughty not playing an outlet that really scares defenders by putting them on the back foot. I know Burton have got quite an old back four. So having someone like Smith running at them with pace might scare them. Uh, but going back to your uh, other point, I'd personally start with... Um, Barker at centre-back with Pierce, hopefully if he's fit. Um, two uh, natural centre-backs there. I was really impressed with Barker against Plymouth. I think he got the man of match, and that's against uh, a League One opposition. And again, I think he done well in the Pizza Trophy, uh, obviously against the team from the league below. But um, yeah, he showed maturity and showed that he can... Uh, look, he's got how many games under his belt now? Six or seven games under his belt, so... He's maturing, and I think he played well in those two games. So I personally would like to see him come in. Obviously, the Ipswich game is a bigger game. Not that we should take this game lightly, but it's a game where you could put Barker in and um, and see if he can step up his uh, his game even more. Yeah, well, that is certainly an option. I do wonder if Bo uh, will consider that. Right, we've uh, run out of time on this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you uh, who've listened to the show and uh, got your tweets in, your emails in. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, don't forget, we'll be back here on Thursday to look back at the game against Burton and then ahead to next Saturday's trip to Ipswich Town uh, in our rearranged league game. Uh, thanks for all of you who've listened. Thank you to Benji and to Tom for joining me on the pod. Cheers, Luke. Cheers, mate. Good to have you both. I've been Louis Mendes and thank you for listening and we'll see you back here on Thursday. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.